Welcome to the chat. This podcast is here to encourage and challenge you in your walk with Christ by inspiring women of faith. Chat means an informal conversation, and we can't wait for you to hear this episode of the chat podcast. Your host, Nina Evans, is a Christian marriage and family counselor, police chaplain, national speaker, author, and religion columnist for the Republic newspaper. The chat podcast originates from your gospel station, WYGS, a southern gospel radio station in Columbus, Indiana. If you'd like to sponsor the radio show or podcast, please contact WYGS at 812-373-9947 or WYGS.org. Welcome to the chat. The chat is brought to you by Moffat Aqua Systems of Greensburg and Aqua Systems of Columbus. Welcome, everyone, to the chat. I am coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for The Chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS, and it can be live-streamed from its website. The Chat is also available through iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. My guest today for the chat is Laura Martin. Laura is a wife and mother, as well as development director at Clarity here in Columbus. She is also a consultant for a global training organization called Dale Carnegie. We'll be right back with the chat. Welcome to the chat, Laura. So glad to have you here today. Thank you, Nida. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You are welcome. Will you tell us about your family? Sure. Well, I am, uh, just as you said earlier, I am a wife and a mother. So I have three kids myself, and then my husband, together, we have Five. So he's got two, I've got three. Should I tell you about each of my kids? If you want to. All right. Jessica is my oldest, and she's a pilot for UPS and in the Air Force. Then I have my son, Joel, who lives in L.A. He's a very artistic, creative soul. He just recently won a Grammy Award for producing Elvis Costello's music, which is kind of cool. Just opened a mm-hmm. restaurant. And then my youngest son, Johnny, is studying to be a chiropractor. He goes to school in um, Florida. And then Craig's got two kids. His daughter is a uh, doctor of pharmacy, and his son is an engineer as well. All yeah. interesting jobs. All interesting jobs. We have we have done a good job raising it, smart kids. It sounds like you have. Will you tell us about your work? My work, sure. I am the development director for Clarity of South Central Indiana. Some people might be familiar with the pregnancy care centers. Mm -hmm. So my job as a development director is to raise the money to help us be able to provide those services to our clients. Are you, uh, you've worked there for how long now? I worked there for three years. It'll be three years in June. And it's an interesting story how I got there. But um, it, the Lord truly brought me there a couple of several years ago. My car broke down in the parking lot of a pregnancy care center. And I walked in to ask if I could use the telephone. This was a long time ago. I didn't have a cell phone. And when I walked in, there were a bunch of ladies and they were sitting around. I said, hey, can I use your phone? And they looked at me and they kind of smirked. 
And I could tell they were smiling, and I was kind of surprised by it. And uh, when I used the phone, they asked me where I was coming from. It was obvious that I was new to the area. I said, I'm lost. Can you tell me you know, what the address is of this building that my car broke down in? They gave me the address. My husband came and got me. But before he came, they asked me what I was doing. I said, I just got back from a Bible study called Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby. And the whole concept of the Bible study was, don't ask God, what's your will for my life? Ask God, where are you working? And I will join you. That's when they started laughing. They had said they were sitting there praying that God would send them volunteers, and my car broke down in their parking lot. <laughs> so that and that started my journey into the world of the pregnancy care center. I worked as a client service advocate, working with the women, you know, doing the pre- the pregnancy tests. Well, then fast forward several years, I was living here in Columbus. I just finished a big project with um, Engage Columbus, and I was looking to do some volunteer work, and so. I called Tracy Pike at the Pregnancy Center at Clarity and um, said I was interested in working in the education program, going into the schools to tell kids about sexual risk avoidance. So at my volunteer interview, Nida, Tim Bond shows up, the executive director. Little did I know there was a position on their executive team as the development director because I had quite a few contacts. I was invited to join their team. Will you tell us when you came to know the Lord? When did you accept Christ and begin a personal relationship with Him? Okay. I was a junior in high school, and we were sitting in the library. I was with a bunch of, a bunch of people, and one of the girls that I was sitting with was the craziest, wildest drug addict in the school. But she had just got saved, and she was on fire for the Lord. So we're sitting there. We were studying, looking at what we wanted to do with our lives. And I thought, I want to be a psychologist. So I'm telling, talking to her about this, and she said, you know what? There is no way you are going to see the day that you will graduate from college and be a psychologist because Jesus Christ is coming back, and you are not ready. She knew what I was doing. She knew my life. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was a party girl. And mm-hmm. so she said, you got to get saved. And it's funny because I had heard that when I was a little tiny girl. Yesterday night, I was listening to your original interview, and you talked about the importance of Sunday school. And when I was a little tiny girl, about maybe seven, eight years old, my neighbors, the Hillers, invited me to go to Sunday school with them. And so that seed was planted. And then all the years later, here I am again, realizing I needed Jesus. I was not ready for heaven. So she she said, I want you to come to church with me. So I said, okay, I'll come. It was a Tuesday night, and she was about a half an hour late to pick me up. And I sat there. I was ready to just leave. And so her car pulls up, and, you know, this girl was, she was on fire for Jesus. So she had a carload of like five other people taking us to church. And so we got there and it was an old fashioned Pentecostal church. So, you know, the prayer, the altar call came and she said, come on, you need to come to the altar and repent. I was like, okay. But I I was quite moved by what was said in the message. But what happened is I got on my knees and I lifted up my eyes and I said, Jesus, if you're really there, then show me. And all of a sudden, a lightning struck and the pit, the stained glass window lit up and there was like Jesus with his arms spread open. At the time to me, that was so cool. And you could, <laughs> it was like, come to me. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Wow. Jesus wants me to come to him. And so I repented of my sins and got my life right. And that was 45 
years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has he given you a passion for anything? Many times mm-hmm. God will give us a passion, whether it's to serve uh, the homeless or mm-hmm. in what you're doing there, you yeah. know, with clarity and all the work that they do. Has God given you a passion? For something, You know, Nida, several years ago, I went through a Bible study. It was called The Path by Lori Beth Jones. It was an outstanding book that helps you identify what your mission in life was. And based on this Bible study, I identified my mission is to educate, encourage, and inspire people personally, professionally, and spiritually. I think that's something you can do no matter where you are. You know, I could link it to the work I do at Clarity. I initially went in and wanted to be a part of the education team, encouraging young people to make good decisions. I ended up in the development position, but, you know, my job now is to help connect people who want to make a difference with Clarity. That That's that's one avenue to help them fulfill their philanthropic goals. So, But I could look through my whole entire life. Everything I've done has always been Getting people from where they are to where they want to be in some way, shape, or form, whether it's, it sounds silly, but serving as a flight attendant, getting people from L.A. to Chicago. Sure. I, it sounds silly. I, and I say that because I think when you have a mission in your heart, it doesn't matter where you are, you can fulfill that mission. And, my, you know, my passion is the Lord. I love the Lord. We've walked together for a long time. But I think, you know, look, you look at David. He had a rock in his hand. He was a shepherd boy. And he used what was in his hand to serve God. And so that's kind of my mission is to use the gifts of the gift of encouragement. I'm an encourager to serve God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is an important thing to be passionate about for sure. What area in your life is God working on you to make you more like him? Or are there two? <laughs> oh, no. oh, there's many. I, I have so many. Uh, well, I'm. My mind is going in a couple different directions, but I'll stay focused as I gave some thought to this. Um, I work very hard. Maybe some of you listening can hear a little frog in my throat. I work hard. I work at Clarity. That's a big girl job. We work very hard, and it's wonderful mm-hmm. work, but it's hard work. Yes. I serve as a consultant. I have been working hard, and it's funny because Jesus says, labor to enter into my rest. My family it was so funny last week. My, my brother passed away. So we were planning the funeral and I was working my job and taking care of funeral preparations and doing all kinds of stuff. And, you know, we had family in the house staying. Sheets need to be changed. Dinners need to be made. And my mom said, oh, you work so hard. You need to slow down. But wait, here's a list of about five things I need you to do. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just, I'm, I, I feel like the Lord is, wants me to be intentional and lean into his rest a little bit more. I don't know what that looks like yet, so I'm I'm waiting and praying on that, but definitely that scripture I have I have had that come up several times, you know, when you're reading scriptures, the Lord brings the same thing up over and over again. You might be driving down the street and see a billboard that says rest on what rest in the Lord, then you open up just inadvertently and there's a scripture, so mm-hmm. it's definitely mm-hmm. entering into God's rest. Well, it sounds like you're just like the rest of us followers of Christ, an area where yours is different from mine, but Mm -hmm. where God wants to work on each of us to make us more like himself. Yeah. The theme song for the chat is a song called Stepping Out. And in the song, it talks about us stepping out of our boat so that God can stretch us and Mm -hmm. use us. He wants our trust and faith in him. Right. 
to grow. And so when is a time in your life when God wanted you to step out of the boat of faith? That's a tough one. I, honestly, and I, I'm not using this as an excuse. I think it's a daily decision that he waits for us to yield to him all the time. You're looking for one big event. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. Hmm. Fortunately, I talked about the church that I went to that I got saved in. It was an old-fashioned Bible church, and it was a wonderful, wonderful church. But I think it got to the point that there was some unhealthy control issues there. And, you know, I, I got saved when I was 15, 16 years old and, you know, um, really walked away from the world, if you please, and leaned into this church. And, I mean, I had my kids with all of our the people at that church. We all had our kids together. So there came a time when we felt like the Lord was calling us to leave that. And that was a huge deal. That was my identity, which might not, that wasn't a good thing, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So that was a very, very big step. It was, it was very, very hard. And I know there are people out there listening that maybe have had to do something like that. And it's a hard thing because your church family is a big, mm-hmm. big part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about your prayer life now. I'd like to get into that and see what it looks like. Okay. Do you have a designated place mm-hmm. that you pray in on most days? <laughs> well, Jesus says, pray always and don't faint, right? Um, I love to start my day off early with the Lord. I'm an early bird. <laughs> I'm just being brutally honest. I'm also a new bride, sort of. So it's it's been a little bit of a challenge to find my groove again. I used to get up and go off to the gym, come home and spend, you know, a couple hours in time and then get ready for work. So my, my schedule has changed and truthfully, I'm still kind of struggling to find my flow. I'm an early person, so I do wake up and, um, you know, I have a prayer. I pray over myself, but I do also believe this is going to sound I, I don't think it'll sound silly, but, you know, the Bible says enter into your closet and pray. And I have a big closet, and there's times, you know, you go into your room and then into the closet, and you are shut in with God. So I really like to enter into my closet and just have my time there as, as well. Let's so, look at what your prayer life looks like as far as morning to, not, to evening. Yeah. What does it take me through or take uh, us all through yeah. a day? With you and your communication with God. Mm -hmm. Well, I wake up, you know, this morning I was laying in bed and, you know, just knowing, okay, back to work. I, you know, was off over the weekend and it's easy for your mind to just start racing. So I just started praying over myself. I literally lay my hand on my forehead and just whatever's pure and lovely and holy, think on these things, you know, just praying, thanking God for the blessing of a beautiful warm bed so i think before my feet hit the ground i'm i'm mm-hmm. thanking the lord lifting up of a, a, a thanksgiving mm-hmm. you know certainly i i like to start my day off in the word and and just get a solid message from the lord so that just kind of you just enter into prayer you know coming mm-hmm. before the lord with thanksgiving entering in prayer but it's amazing you know i i seem to when i drive in the car i 
that's some really rich times that I sometimes think people must laugh when they look at me because I might be like, you know, really praying and, you know, really asking the Lord to do something and shaking my fist or just lifting my hands up in worship. Mm-hmm. Or even there's times, you know, you could be, I don't know if you can relate to this, Nida, but you could be driving past and seeing the ambulance go zooming past and mm-hmm. just start to lift up those people in prayer or a wreck on the side of the road. I, honestly, I I walk and pray as I go throughout the day. That's just the way I roll. And before you go to bed at night, in the evening time or whatever, are you saying any prayers during that time? Oh, I think just, you know, kind of the same thing as waking mm-hmm. up in the morning, just kind of thanking the Lord for the blessings of the day or the, you know, you know, the, maybe the people you saw, the, you know, the time you had. We had a big time together this weekend with my family, so we had some wonderful time. So just, again, kind of an evening, you know, the Bible says, let your let your prayers go up as an incense all the time, morning, evening, and noon. I'm enjoying this time with you, Laura, so much, but we've got to stop and have a break. So let's go to the break, and when we come back, we'll continue talking about your prayer life. We'll be right back with the chat. We are back with the chat, and I am chatting today with Laura Martin. Laura is a development director at Clarity in Columbus. We were talking about her prayer life, and Laura, I'd like to ask you, are there any prayers that you pray specifically for yourself each day? Well, I mentioned earlier, I do, you know, just um, let my thoughts let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord. Also, you know, just the scripture, and we'll probably talk about this, just to, to that I would not be anxious, but with prayer and supplication, that I would let my request be made known unto God, just lifting these things up. There's also a prayer that I pray over my family. I think it's Deuteronomy 6, or number 624. It's the ironic blessing of that the uh, that the blessing of the Lord will be upon my children, upon their children and their children's children. That's a very important blessing in prayer to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If God could only answer two prayers for you, <laughs> what two prayers would those be? It would definitely be that my, my kids are all Christians, but you could you could be a Christian and say you're a Christian, and you could really enter into the depth of walking with the Lord and, and knowing him and having him show you things. So that would be for my husband and my kids and my family to really understand the in the height and the width of the Lord and really have him speak to them in their lives. Mm-hmm. That's my deepest prayer. And for me to enter into rest, as I said earlier. Okay. And too, that's an important prayer uh, to yeah. pray each day. Yeah, and I think, you know, you said when you asked for for prayers, I think, again, I take it back to the Word of God being like manna. When I I enter into His presence in the morning and and spend that time in the Word, then whatever I read for the day, or I always look for a message of the day from the Lord, and He speaks it, and then that becomes the prayer for that day. Mm -hmm. And the people, it's, it's amazing how you meet people, and then when you pray with them, that prayer just seems to fit in place. What does your devotion time look like? Well, as I said earlier, I love to wake up in the beginning of the day and just, you know, hide myself away with the Lord. I have several books that I like. 
I have some just day books, like women's day books that, you know, poetic books, songs, psalms. I'm reading a book now. It's called The Secret Place by Clifton and Kathy, and I'm, I can't remember their last name, but it is just a fantastic book. I've kind of circulated through books throughout the year, but of course, always the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, like I said, I start the day off, and I don't like to leave my place where I meet the Lord until I've heard from Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite devotional book? Do you use any devotional books, per se? Well, and that's the one right now. I'm using this one from Clifton and Kathy. It's called The Secret Place, and mm. that's, that's the one I'm using right now. Okay. So yeah. you highly recommend that? I do. I wish I could remember their last name. I thought I wrote it down, but I, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's called The Secret Place. Are there any others from the past that you have enjoyed using? I've used um, My Utmost, Utmost from a Highs by Oswald Chambers. That's a good one. I Like I said, I've got the Lori Beth Jones. It's not a devotional, but I get books that I just really, really like that have helped me a lot. Some of them are not necessarily Christian books. I love the book Napoleon Hill by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. It's not technically Christian, but there are some beautiful Christian uh, principles in there that I, I just really like that book a lot. It's helped me a lot. Have you ever used Jesus Calling? I have. That's a good one. Yeah. That's one of the most common okay. books yeah. uh, that if people use in devotion time right. that I know of today. I just was curious if you have ever used that one. I have used that one. I've used a lot of Joyce Meyer books. I've got a lot of books, so I kind of just kind of circulate through the books I've had in the past, but I really honestly stick to the Bible. I just love mm-hmm. to dig into God's Word. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing to, you, to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Do you have a life verse? I've got a couple of them. I've mentioned it a couple times. Philippians 4, 8. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Mm-hmm. And then the peace that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds. That is a verse that I, I love that verse. How has God used those in your life? All the time. It, it doesn't matter what situation. I mean, let's face it. People, you know, people get stressed out and anxious about things every, every single day. And so it's a constant reminder to don't be anxious, but to seek God with thanksgiving. It's amazing when you stop, you know, when you stop and you intentionally start to be thankful the anxiety just leaves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is that verse is it. It holds me. I, there's another verse, Nehemiah eight ten. It talks about the joy of the Lord is your strength, mm-hmm. and that um, Nehemiah they were they were held cap they were captives, and there and another portion of the scripture it talks about this is a day of joy. It's a day of giving gifts and bringing gifts and and, and, and enjoying a meal together. Mm-hmm. I just I love that. Do you have a favorite book of the Bible? I know we could all say all of them, but yeah. is there one in particular yeah. that you receive a lot of food from? Yes, it it is um, Second Chronicles twenty. It's the story of Jehoshaphat. Mm-hmm. I have studied that chapter, and it's, right now my I, my Bible's in front of me, and it's open to it. That is definitely my favorite 
story. I can just relate with Jehoshaphat a lot. And what about that? What about that story speaks to you or you relate to? Okay. Well, he was a king in Israel. And one day he goes out and there in the valley was the Ammonites, the Jebusites, the Hittites, the Parasites, all the heights Mm -hmm. coming against him. And he looked and he saw a valley full of trouble. Do we have trouble? Sometimes we look at our lives and see trouble. And so what did he do? He looked and he recognized, he's like, Lord, I'm afraid. And he set himself as his vital need to seek God and pray. And he got the people to pray. And so all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one guy. Or I'm sorry, he appointed singers to praise God and thank him, even before the battle was won. He had a problem, but they started worshiping God and thanking him. And then you know what happens. All of a sudden, the enemy fights and, sl- and slays themselves. They didn't even have to fight the battle. They stood still and watched God fight on their behalf. And there's, there's so much. My Bible is highlighted because I've read this chapter for years and years and years. And each time mm. I open it up, the Lord shows me something else about it. So this has been, again, sometimes we have troubles. We put ourselves in the place to thank God, just like Philippians don't be anxious, but with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. And God won the battle for them, and the spoil was greater. And there, there's the, the valley of the blessing. So sometimes in the valley, we find our blessing. It was called the Valley of Barakah. And so there's just so much there. So it's definitely that book. Is there a book of the Bible that you're reading or studying in particular at the present time? Well, I, I read every day. Um, Proverbs has 31 chapters. Mm-hmm. So every single month, you might be, you asked me earlier, what's my devotion? I, I, I tend to stick with the Bible. But so every single day, I read the verse or the chapter of the days. Mm-hmm. So I do that. And I've heard other people who say that they do that. Yeah. And I've also heard them say that they also read at least one psalm yeah, a day. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, I just, I love, and the Lord has been so good in my life like this. And like I said, Nida, I, I sit down and I, I open the Bible and I, you know, sometimes I'll start off with a proverb and, and it'll take me on, you know, I'll start doing some cross references and then I'll get a message for the day. So I truly, truly rely on the Lord to direct me. And so there's not one particular book. I know I have so many friends that, do BSF. Mm-hmm. And I started that. And that's a goal of mine for next year. I definitely want to start that because I did do it for a short time in the, mm-hmm. the digging deep into the word. But I do that on my own and I love it. And the Lord has been so good to me and just taught me and showed me wonderful things. You know, the Bible says the Holy Spirit, we don't need any man to teach us. And I'm not discounting teachers, but that the Holy Spirit will teach us. And he's just been so good to do that for me. Can you tell us one of your favorite biblical accounts yeah. that really speaks to you? Well, I've got a couple. I think of David. There's a scripture that says, and David went and sat before the Lord. You know, he said, Lord, should I go out to and fight the battle? And the Lord said, yes, go out and fight. Mm-hmm. And so then another time, and David sat before the Lord, and Lord, should I go out to battle? And the Lord said, no. And so David relied heavily on the direction of the Lord. So that's that's one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. Is there another one that comes to mind? Uh, that is a good one. 
That's a pretty well, David. Also, he said that there's a scripture in the Bible, and in I, it's kind of it's kind of like a two like a I don't know how to say it a balance. Um, I am an encourager by nature, mm-hmm. but I do a lot to keep myself encouraged. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe I have a propensity to get discouraged easily, so I work extra hard on it. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of counterintuitive. But I think I can relate to David because he writes in the scriptures, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Hope in God. And there's times I'm like, what? why am I cast down? Come on now. Hope in God. Pick yourself up. You got this, girl. Mm-hmm. So I think it's mostly the, the there's so many verses. I, like I said, I've studied Proverbs a lot. So there's so many concepts in there. So I have some concepts that I love from Proverbs. Two of your favorite biblical women women who are they all right well you know there's a couple i i i have several and i i think i'm going to narrow it down to a couple of them and it would be rebecca and abigail okay and and the reason i say rebecca is imagine you're a young girl and this guy comes up to you abimelech when he's looking for a bride for isaac and he comes and says Hey, young lady, will you come and feed all of my camels hundreds of pounds of water to haul? I mean, this was a job. And she could have said, I don't think so. You know, she could have been just not feeling it that day and ruined her destiny. And so because she was willing to be kind, it went well with her. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I that's just something that has always stuck with me. I've got several women. They're kind of odd examples but they're examples that have spoken to me another one is hagar Mm -hmm. you know when she or her maid cast her out and here she is out in the desert and she's watching her son die and the angel comes and appears to her and says hagar where are you coming from and where are you going to and those are questions you know sometimes i ask myself and it's just certain aspects of those verses that have just kind of ministered to me in the past mm-hmm. yeah you can relate to her yeah I, I i said abigail as well and she was married to a churlish man that was not a good guy and she showed kindness even in spite of and so i don't know i think it's just showing kindness in spite of many mm. times mm. have you had a mentor laura you know what nida this is an area of my life that i was listening to the chat actually and i heard kathy grayson talking about the richness of mentors and that's an area of my life that i i don't i've never had a mentor and it's something that your talk with her inspired me greatly and i think i need to go find someone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well when i teach classes on mentoring Mm -hmm. uh, they are it's one of the few classes that i've taught through the years and Mm -hmm. i have literally taught scores of classes in that particular subject that everyone everyone stays normally in a class you will lose so many for this and this and so Mm -hmm. you start with 40 and you're down to 18 when it's over not with mentoring if i start with 40 i know i am going to have except for emergency cases i am going to have 40 women finish the class with me well, Laura, I want to talk a little bit more about mentoring and what I was saying, uh, but we've got to take a break. 
We'll be right back with the chat. We're back with the chat. Well, Laura, everyone in their lives have struggles. As followers of Christ, we all have struggles. Can you tell us uh, some of the struggles that you have had in your life? Oh, um, well, the as I mentioned earlier, the church that I went to, leaving there, that was a very, very hard thing. You know, we left and we were surrounded by a, a very robust body of people that we kind of grew up together with. We had our kids together with. And so leaving there was a huge life change. But God was gracious and brought wonderful new people into our lives. And we rebuilt and moved forward. So that was one. Um, my husband, I was married uh, for 25 years, and my husband passed away. Uh, that was a challenge, most certainly. We've had house burned down. Just most recently, my, my current husband, I just remarried two years ago. He just recently had open heart surgery. So I've had some bumps along the road, but God is faithful to take us through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you the, whether or not have you found God to be faithful in all of those situations, and you just answered it. But do you want to say anything else about that? Well, I've you know I I said I've walked with the Lord for forty five years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. That's mm-hmm. longer than anybody. I, I have some friends back from the church I mentioned, but. He is faithful in every situation. And, and sometimes, you know, this, I'm being brutally honest here. I, I don't have a mentor. And some, uh, somebody asked me one time about it. And I had said that I've relied so much on the Lord in my life to help me. And he has. I want a mentor. So I don't want to downplay the importance of a mentor, mm-hmm. but I do want to upplay how so faithful he's been every aspect of life no matter what he's been there his word's been there you know the holy spirit's been there to comfort me so his word tells us that he sticks closer than a brother and it's so true during these times of struggles that Mm -hmm. you have just talked about Mm -hmm. has there been a favorite song that god has brought to you that encouraged you or Mm -hmm. uplifted you uh if so what is that song? As of late, we've we've just had some challenges in our family. I told you my brother passed away, so he leaves two small boys. Uh, my husband passed away. I have children. And so I've just been really praying over my family. I said, Lord, I want you to bless our family, bless my children and their children's children to a thousand generations. So I, every single day you ask me when I, what I pray over myself, every single morning before I leave my house, I turn this song on and just lift up my hands and ask this blessing on my family. And this song is called The Blessing. Let's listen to the song that Laura has chosen for each of us to listen to today. It's called The Blessing. The
What a wonderful song, Laura. And I can see why you would want to listen to it each day before you leave your house. That song, I know, is taken from Numbers, chapter 6, verses 24 and 25. Mm -hmm. And, uh, wow, that's thank you for encouraging us and for choosing that song for us to listen to today. In closing, I'd like to give you a couple of minutes, Laura, to say something to those of us listening to the chat today that will encourage them in their walk with Christ. Do you have something you would like to say? Just speak from your heart. Sure. Well, I told you as I seek the Lord and read scriptures, um, there are three things I want to talk about. These are the three things I'm most passionate about. First, this is a... um, this is a little saying, which it says, Let my words be tender and sweet, for tomorrow I might have to eat them. Which that is very scriptural, because it says in, in Proverbs twelve or 13.2, that a good man eats from the fruit of his lips. The words we say can feed other people. The words we say have an impact on ourselves. So to me... Our words are so important. That's one. Um, another one is living in the moment. There's a saying that yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is called is, is a gift, and that's why it's called the present. I think so many times we look in the past and we worry and fret about the things we've done, or we look to the future and we get worried and stressed out. But if we could live in the moment and walk in the moment, that's going to help us a lot. The third thing is just our thoughts. There's another, I, I love sayings, I love scriptures, I love verses, but there's a saying that I said earlier, let, Lord, let the, the meditation of my heart, the words of my mouth, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your, in your sight. And there's a little verse that says, sow a thought and you'll reap an action. So an action, you'll reap a habit. So a habit, you'll reap a character. So a character, and you're going to reap a destiny. So again, it all comes back to whatever's pure and lovely and true. Think on these things, and the peace of the Lord will overtake you. Wonderful words of wisdom you've just given you. to us. Thank you. Will you close our time together in prayer? Father, I just thank you for NIDA for doing this. And I pray that these, these episodes will help other women and people to be encouraged. Each speaker has a different message to share. And so I just pray that you let these words go out. I pray today that the words that I'm sharing will help somebody to think about lovely things, that they'll watch their words to think, are the words that I'm speaking, am I speaking life over other people? Am I speaking life over myself? That you would help us to speak words and to think about the things that are pleasing to you. Because if we do that, we will be a blessing to others, Father. I just thank you for this time and, and, and for this, this chat. And I pray that you just bless those that hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Laura, for coming and chatting with me today. It's been great. Just the words that you have said have lifted me and have blessed me. I I know those listening uh, will be blessed as well. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Nida. And thank you, listeners. 
I've appreciated your tuning in to the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat. Out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm stepping out, calls he wrote, and his message is clear. Go take-